When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Wizarding World Lorecast, where we're going to take a deep dive into the world and lore of the Harry Potter universe, such as the creatures, the people, and yes, even the magic. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Wizarding World Lorecast. Uh, obviously, I'm one year host, Ben of Tamaria, joined by my two fellow co-hosts, Courier7 and Nina Kitty. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Yeah, doing pretty good. Awesome. So, last week we talked about, you know, Valentine's because it was the week of Valentine's and love potions and how terrifying they all are. Um, Today we are going even more into the terrifying stuff to where it's not much about love, but you do get a kiss from them. It's not one you'd want. (laughs) Yeah, you lose your soul. So if anybody got the hint, uh, today we are going to go over another magical creature, and that is the terrifying Dementors. So, yeah. And if anybody has played Hogwarts Legacy's Hufflepuff storyline, you do get to go to see, uh, do you get a cutscene in Azkaban. Let us know what that's like, because none of us have played Hufflepuff yet. I have, no, I have, a, I have a plan to play all of them. <laughs> I just, it's take. I'm just cool. taking my sweet time. But, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, so, uh, Dementors uh, are gliding wraith-like dark creatures, widely considered to be one of the phallus in the dark creatures to inhabit the Wizarding World. Uh, Dementors fed on human happiness and thus generated feelings of depression and despair in any person in close proximity to them. So, we see this in the films. We definitely get this in the books. They're not fun. No, you could call them fun suckers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They could also consume a person's soul, leaving their victims in a permanent vegetative state and thus often referred to as a soul-sucking fiends and other people have left soulless were deemed to have turned into empty shells yeah um a creature i would not want to come across against like ever yeah no 
just know. Yeah. You would just be a husk essentially afterwards with nothing. Yeah. It'd be like um, in a coma. It would be terrible. Yeah, it's basically you're in a coma. Um, mm. So you don't have a soul. But I, it's weird how the state you're in, your vegetative state. So even though you don't have a soul, you're still technically alive. It's weird. Oh. Again, like in a coma state. Yeah. <laughs> technically yeah. alive. So with the early history of Dementors, uh, the history of Dementors is in relation to the Wizarding Society in Britain and the extremity tied up to one location, Azkaban. Dun, da, da, da. Obviously. Uh, the island of the North Sea in which the wizard prison was built had appeared on any map. A wizard or muggle, perhaps the first resident or even creator, Ectoris, Ectoris, I think that's how you say his name, it's weird, it's a weird pronunciation, Uh, practiced the worst kinds of dark arts and constructed a fortress on the island, luring muggle sailors there to torture and murder them. After his death, the various concealment charms placed on the island faded and the ministry became aware of the mysterious site's existence. So, obviously, you know, Azkaban does not have... like. Okay, quick thing. If this prison and this fortress, you know, was created by dark magic and was used for evil purposes, why is the Ministry using such a place? To like... house the bad people? <laughs> Essentially? Yeah, uh, that's it... yeah, used as fortress that was used to kill people yeah that's just used as a prison now too yeah i don't understand that it's kind of like they just wanted to get rid of the problem and put it with another problem kind of like how they use different islands to house criminals way back in the day they just kind of get rid of them and put them over there for anybody like in our own history australia for a good example was a prison island exactly and then it eventually you know became the country it is today from like everybody who's born and raised in australia typically not everyone but are probably have some descendants or ancestries um that date back to like the prison days of Mm -hmm. being like you know a prison island yeah and then eventually it became the country so and a continent it worked out in the end essentially and i mean now you have Australia, so right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's quite crazy that they just basically shipped them off, said they're your problem now, and then left them alone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Luckily, Askban did not become a like a community because that would have been terrifying. Would have been um, awful. <laughs> so those who entered the deserted fortress uh, to investigate discovered, among other horrors, an infestation of Dementors. Fearing the reprisal of these dark entities, should anyone try to evict them, the Ministry decided to let the sizable colony remain unchecked. So that's... Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Thanks, that's Ministry cool. of Magic. And according to an ancient story, the Dark Wizard... Rakazadin, uh lived in a colony of Dementors uh, at his castle. Upon being refused marriage to the witch Alina from a wizarding village, Raxadin ordered the Dementors to destroy the village unless Alina was brought to him. It's the biggest tenter- temper tantrum I've ever heard of. 
I'm surprised he was even able to like to control the Dementors. Though then well, again, I mean, they were the Ministry did. I mean, they were getting true. something out of it. It was a tit for tat kind of a relationship. That's why they were able to. So that's a fair point. I'm sure he's just a very foul being too. So they kind of hit it off. Well, I mean, Voldemort eventually does take control of the Dementors as well. So, and it's mm-hmm. also like, hey, serve me. You can have as many souls and people as you want. Exactly. I mean, that's no what more happy feelings. So, uh, so the villagers fought off the Dementors with their Patronuses, but were overpowered until a young wizard named Lilius uh, conjured a small but powerful mouse Patronus, repelling all the Dementors from the village and saving it. And then when Demaka's Rao... See, some of these names are just weird and interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, ...was elected Minister of Magic in 1718, he insisted utilizing Azkaban's Dark Predator, um, seeing the Dementors as a potential asset, putting them to work as guards uh, would save expense, time, and lives. Which, he's not wrong. He doesn't have to hire guards for the prison. It does save time. It does save money. It saves lives. Because, you know, you don't have to worry about yeah. guards ending up disappearing or getting killed and like and convicts uh, escaping. Instead, all mm-hmm. the convicts are scared out of their uh, wits end because Dementors are sucking all their happiness away. And, making them and if they're just depressed, they're just going to hang out in their cell and not have the energy to do anything anyway. Correct. So, uh, the plan was eventually to put into motion, and despite protests, Azkaban remained the prison of the Wizarding World right up into the Second Wizarding War, uh, mostly because of the near-zero breakout rate. From, the point, from that point on, the Dementors served the Ministry of Magic as the guards of Azkaban, as the arrangements allowed them to be fed on the emotions of the prisoners within its walls. And then somewhere between 1733 and 1747, Minister Eldrick Diggory, which we might know that name, mm-hmm. uh, visited Azkaban and was horrified at the sheer despair and, ins- and insanity that the mentors induced on the prisoners. He formed a committee to find alternative solutions, the least of which was removed the mentors, which met a... Uh, opposition from those who feared a mainland invasion by the dark creatures if they were deprived of their food source. Which I get that point. I I understand that viewpoint as well. I mean, the the Dementors only stay there because they have a supple amount of food due to Mm -hmm. the prisoners within the prison. If they were removed, they then will probably go wild. But imagine. Yeah, there's really no yeah. way to contain them, at least to my knowledge. So just keeping them on there and keeping them out of sight mm-hmm. was the lesser of evils, I suppose. And then alas, Diggory died of dragon pox while in office, and thus the campaign fine to an alternative Azkaban's Dementor stalled. Though their primary function was to guard Azkaban, Dementors also perform other services for the Ministry, such as being sent to guard other locations, escort prisoners to trial, or even hunt down or hunt down certain criminals, which we do see in the books of Prince of Azkaban's, because they, you know, and in the film, because they're constantly on the lookout for Sirius Black. Yes. And. Oh. 
we do know uh, from the book Goblet of Fire, we don't see it in the film, but we do know from the book uh, that the Dementors do act as guards, uh, bringing prisoners into trial, because if you read the book or listen to it, whatever, however you want to do it, Harry, when he's using the pensive to look inside of Dumbledore's memories with the trial with uh, Igor Kokorov, the Death Eaters are escorted with Dementors. So they wouldn't go, you know, crazy and awry. And if anything happens, Dementors are there to suck their souls. <laughs> Give them that kiss. And then, uh, although many of the in the Wizarding World felt that the Dementors were necessary to keeping the Wizarding World safe from Voldemort's supporters and other dangerous criminals, some believe the Dementors were inherently fickle and untrustworthy. That also makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. Uh, I wouldn't want to put my trust into a Dementor. Heck no. That's no, the last thing I would do. In my circle. Yeah. <laughs> And then Albus Dumbledore, in particular, thought it was a mistake for the Ministry to ever ally with such creatures, although uh, Alistair Moody thought violent criminals such as the Death Eaters deserve such treatment. So. Yeah, that, though, is the Moody that we get in Order of the, or in Order of the Phoenix, who's the real Moody, or is it the Moody we get in Goblet of Fire, who is technically not even Moody, it's Barty Crouch. I would definitely think the oh. real Moody. He seems a lot more angst. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. Because he's very, he's old-fashioned. It's like eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny how I use that term because he lost an eye. And he also, <laughs> the person who took his eye, he gave them an eye either. So he's, he's a very big person on that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, now we get to 1987 to 1988. So, this is spoilers for Hogwarts Mystery, the mobile game. If no one's played it, you're spoil- here's your spoiler warning. If you don't care, here you go. Uh, so, during the 1987-1988 school year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, the Dark Wizard... Uh, labeled R, sent a Dementor to Hogwarts Castle, which attacked Penny Hayward and sent her to the hospital wing. Jacob Sibling, which is your character, investigated the Dementor sighting on the trading grounds and came across it eventually with the help of their friends Marula uh, Sl- uh, Snide and Nymphadora Tonks. They banished the Dementor from Hogwarts with the Patronus Charm, which um, I believe was one of these timed events you can do in the game where you can learn your own Patronus. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, oh. your character becomes pretty powerful. Like, you can even have yourself become an Animagus, which is kind of cool. Like, oh, I like that. Yeah, oh, my, nice. my, uh, my character's a, like, I think I have, like, a horse Patronus. Because they only give you three options, and super weird. Uh, it's either a horse or a unicorn, I can't remember. And then I'm a dog. Like, I can, trans- uh, I'm a dog Animagus. You're also unregistered, so the Ministry doesn't know that you're an Animagus. Oh no! <laughs> it's um, another Rita Peter. <laughs> but Mama Goddard knows. She does know that you're an Animagus. Mm. Yeah. So, which is kind of funny. She's my head of house because I'm a Gryffindor in that game too. Uh, so then we get to 1989 to 1990. So during the eight, 
1989 and 1990 school year, Jacob's sibling Madrid the Slide and Ben Cooper encountered several Dementors in the forest grove of the Forbidden Forest, which surrounded them. This encounter with the mentors was the result of students going into the forest to intercept a possible meeting between Jacob and an individual formerly involved with the search for the cursed vaults and the organization R. Alianus Patronus uh, then appeared and banished the mentors, which was cast by their mortal nemesis, uh, Patricia Radpick. Radpick then dueled the students. The duel eventually resulted in the death of Rowan Kanana, who died in to protect Ben Cooper and from being hit by the lethal killing curse cast by Radpick. So, yeah. Spoilers for that. Uh, Radpick, who eventually does become your Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, I think in year three or four in the game. Yeah, you eventually, like, Oh, no, they become the bad guy. Mm. Plot twist. It's not <laughs> like we had, like, you know, most evil wizards take up the position of defense against the dark arts. Yeah. It's almost like part of your resume afterwards. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now we get to the events of Prison of Azkaban. So now we jump to 1993 to 94. Uh, so during the 93-94 school year, a legion of Dementors were sent to guard Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry against the deemed mass murderer, quote-unquote, Sirius Black, who had recently escaped from Azkaban in 1993. The Dementors were stationed at Hogwarts because of the Ministry believing, incorrectly as it turns out, that Sirius was uh, wanting to kill Harry Potter out of retribution for his, quote-unquote, master's defeat. Obviously, this is completely wrong. Because Sirius is not a bad person. He's a good no. person. Even yeah. though, though I will say Sirius was kind of a jerk in school. Yeah, he was a bully. But so was Harry's yeah. dad. Yeah, Harry's dad they was all... like yeah. a complete jerk. Like, yeah. I... Like, Snape... Yeah, Snape was bad in school too. But I understand Snape's feelings against Harry's father. Um, I just don't... W- I wish that... He treated Harry with more respect when he was in school, because yeah, he looks like his dad, but he complete—he does not act like his dad one, whatsoever. Not at all. He, he's no, a complete opposite of his dad. The only main thing with like comparative to his dad is yes, he got in trouble a lot, but that's more the fact because he was trying to do good in the school and trying mm-hmm. not to have people die, <laughs> and that yeah. instead of tormenting people. Yeah, instead of just being a bully. Yeah. And then while the Dementors were at Hogwarts, Headmaster Albus Dumbledore refused to let them enter the school grounds, but was unable to prevent their presence entirely, So, and so warned his students to give Dementors no reason to harm them. So dangerous did Dumbledore consider them to be that, even when Sirius Black was found to be to have entered the school, he refused to let them search or enter the castle. And... I will say, it's probably my favorite quote in the entire film series. It's in Prisoner of Azkaban when Dumbledore is like, um, when he's telling them to not be afraid. Oh, shoot, I can't remember the quote um, line by line, but it's basically, um, don't be afraid to be in the dark just remember to turn on the lights something around that 
style. I, I can't remember. I can't remember the quote like on the top of my head, but it's like one of the most iconic quotes I think from Dumbledore, and that was also the first film of the new Dumbledore. Yeah. Actor wise. Mm-hmm. So Harry endured a second encounter with a group of Dementors during a Quidditch match, causing him to lose consciousness and and suffer a fall from his broom. He was at that time rescued by Dumbledore, who slowed Harry's fall and then drove the Dementors away with a Patronus, which we don't see his Patronus. But thanks to Funko, his Patronus is actually a Phoenix. I like that. That's appropriate. Yeah. Which yeah. makes sense because the Dumbledore family, uh, they're like basically their crest and beast is that of a Phoenix. And to overcome the Dementors, Harry asked to Lupin for assistance. Lupin began teaching Harry the Patronus charm using a bogget, which transformed into, into a Dementor in front of Harry. During the next Quidditch match, Harry completed uh, competed in four Slytherins, Draco Malfoy, Vincent Crabbe, Gregory Goyle, and Marcus Flint. Disguise themselves as Dementors distract Harry. And then although not yet capable of producing a fully formed Patronus, Harry was able to uh, perform the spell well enough to thwart their attempts and win the match, after which Professor Maneuver McGonagall sentenced the offending students to detention and rejected 50 house points from Slytherin, describing their stunt as an unworthy trick and a low and cowardly attempt to sabotage the Gryffindor Seeker. When I listened to that in the audiobook, I just laughed. Because <laughs> he basically scared them so bad they like were like in tears because he yeah. they were not expecting him like no they no one expects a third year to patron per, to perform a patronus charm like that's super high advanced magic that most of the time is typically taught for to fifth and sixth years right but yeah it, it's it's just just desserts for that it's, yeah. it's great also appreciate mcgonagall for just being like you guys are the worst <laughs> well I mean, when it comes to quidditch mcgonagall is full-on serious like she she's so competitive about she's it. very competitive about quidditch and i mean hence why you know she appointed harry house seeker in his first year mm-hmm. like that normally doesn't happen as they say in the books and the films So, Harry's next encounter with the Dementors came when he, Hermione, and Sirius were attacked by a group of them in the Forbidden Forest. The three were saved by the intervention of a powerful and fully formed Patronus before the Dementors were able to take their souls via the Dementors' kiss. Uh, Harry's Patronus took on the form of a stag, which was both the form of his father's Patronus took and the form of his father took as an Animagus. Because the Dementors tried to kiss Harry during the encounter of the forest, it was enough to convince the Minister of Magic, Cornelius Fudge, to have the Dementors removed from Hogwarts at the end of that very school year. Dumbledore seemed very happy about this. I wonder why. It's always some drastic big event that was all like, yeah, I guess maybe this wasn't the best idea, you think? (laughs) Here's a little side tangent. Um, Fudge is the worst Minister of Magic of all time. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Like, I would I, almost I, say that he would be worse than the one that decided to use Askban in the first place to 
That's a fair point, How too. How's all the bad people? <laughs> but more for the fact that Fudge was completely blind and was just corrupted with his power. Yeah. Hence, I mean, hence what we're about to go over next and to the events of Order of the Phoenix. So now we get to 95, 96. So Harry's fifth encounter was in the alley near his home on Privet Drive when he and his cousin Dudley Dursley was were ambushed by two Dementors sent secretly and illegally by Dolores Umbridge. Which we don't get that in the film. Which makes no. me hate her more. She's so sneaky. <laughs> uh, he successfully used the Patronus charm and subsequently guided home by a squib named uh, Arabella Fig. And if anybody knows the name Fig, we'll play Hogwarts Legacy. Professor Fig. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why did that take me so long? <laughs> yeah, we see one of her ancestors. Uh, Harry's put on trial for his use of underage magic in front of the muggle, uh, which Dudley, but ultimately was not punished as was recognized as having been self-defense, which, duh. Mm. Uh, nearly a year later, uh, Umbridge admitted that the plan and attack undermined Harry using the mentors. The attack also had under- unintended side effects of prompting Dudley to begin change his life for the better. After years of being cruel, selfish bully, and exposure to the mentors' powers forced him to face those aspects of himself. So, cool thing about like about all that is, yeah, like. The Dementors make you relive your worst memories and your worst trauma. And because of that, Dudley basically was able to look at himself and say, I'm a terrible person. What have I been doing to my cousin this entire time? Mm. And since then... He hit his rock bottom. Right. And then since Mm -hmm. then, when we... Well, if you read... um, Dudley's really not in... Half-Blood Prince, but the beginning of Deathly Hollows, and even if the one of the deleted scenes uh, from the film of part one of Deathly Hollows, there's a scene where Dudley straight up says, um, Harry's tell- saying, it's like, um, Dudley asked why isn't Harry going with them, leaving the private drive? And he's like, oh, well, he- he's just a waste of space, and blah, 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 and or uh, no, uh, Harry tells his uncle, "Is like, well, I'm just a waste of space, aren't I, Vernon? And Dudley goes on saying, "Like, I don't think you're a waste of space." Yeah, I was like, was very "Oh my gosh!" Moment. It's like, why do you keep that in the film? Like, that I is don't perfect. Know. You already have two parts. You might as well keep it in there, <laughs> right? And like, nice there's so that. so many good parts. Um, no, wait, Dudley is in um. Popular Prince, now to think about it, because uh, Dumbledore does visit Privet Drive to take Harry to go see Slughorn. And because he was a. Vernon was going to kick him out eventually, like, was going to cook him out because of this whole Voldemort come back in power and whatnot. And uh, his aunt um, was going crazy, like, was saying, like, oh, we can't let him go. He has to stay. Because she made a promise to Dumbledore because she is Lily's blood sister, the power of Lily's sacrifice is also with her. So as long as he's mm-hmm. within that household with her, the charm, ancient magic charm, stays active. Yes. 
And there's a lot more like there's so many good moments in the books that we really don't see in the film that cha- mm-hmm. like in the later books. And I was like, why? Just <laughs> just why? Why do they have to cut out half the books for these films? Yeah. So uh, by June 96, all the Dementors of Azkaban correctly rebelled against the employers and joined Lord Voldemort, who offered them more victims and free reign across the country. This aided the 1996 and 97 escapees of Death Eaters from Azkaban. Go figure. Go figure. And then uh, now we get to uh, Deathly Hollows, which is also a lot of info. So this is 97, 98. So, during the 1997 infiltration of the Ministry of Magic, while Harry Potter was disguised as Albert uh, Runcorn, he encountered the Dementors in the Muggleborn Restoration Commission courtroom, where they were used to take away convicted Muggleborns after interrogation and to terrorize them during in the interrogation. Dolores Umbridge, the most hated person ever, uh, protected herself from other questioners f- with a Persian cat Patronus, while dis- Dissipated when Harry stunned her uh, without Umbridge to control them, a Dementor attempted to give the kiss to Marty Cattermole, the Muggleborn being interrogated at the time. Harry saved Mary with his own Patronus, which drove all the Dementors in the courtroom into the corners due to the greater power than Umbridge. Harry, uh, Hermione cast a Patronus of her own, and Harry and Hermione used the Patronuses to keep the Mentors at the courtroom and the hallway outside so at bay so they could rescue all the remaining Muggleborns, which we also don't get see in the film. And yeah. if you know, if anybody knows, uh, Hermione's Patronus is an otter, which we do see in the film of Order of the Phoenix, which is yeah. great. And wow, Harry's is a giant stag, but I just love how, yeah, Harry's is a lot more stronger because Harry is better than Umbridge. Umbridge probably doesn't have a whole lot of happiness to her, really, either. So. Oh God, no, probably not. Oh, God. You might look all pink and frilly and happy, but I can guarantee you, it's not there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So later during the Battle of Hogwarts, the Dementors fought on the side of Lord Voldemort and the Death Eaters. Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, and Ron Weasley were attacked by a large number of Dementors, and due to the horrific events they had experienced and witnessed, including the recent death of Fred Weasley, they had difficulty summoning their Patronuses. In fact, Harry welcomed the fate that came with the Dementors' Kiss, but uh, Seamus Finnegan, Luna Lovegood, and Ernie McMillan attacked the Dementors with their own Patronuses, holding them at bay to encourage Harry to do the same, allowing him to finally summon his Patronus, which caused the Dementors to scatter. Which is also awesome, because this is more stuff we see in the books. Uh, And Mm -hmm. if you watch the film, it's uh, Albus Dumbledore's brother... I cannot remember his name on the top of my head. Um, he summoned his Patronus and it def- blasted away all the Dementors in the film. Yes. And then later, Harry encountered more Dementors in the Forbidden Forest, but the presence of James, Lily, Sirius, and Remus summoned through the Resurrection Stone shielded him from them. Yeah. So, a lot. there's a lot. So, and we, we have more history to go into but at this point we are going to take a quick mid-break
right, now that we're in the mid-break of the show to talk about everything with the podcast, has nothing to do with the lore. Uh, I do want to take this time and remind everybody we do live stream these shows every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Math's hard. Uh, uh, also want to let everybody know to, uh, if you want to support the show, uh, give us reviews and ratings on Spotify and Apple. You don't have to listen on either of them. As long as you have an Apple account, you can uh, give us a review and ratings. If you leave a five-star review with some words, we'll read it out loud on the next time on the show. Uh, we don't have one this week, sadly. Uh, also, if you want to support us financially, we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash wizardandworldlorecast where you can support the show with uh starts at five dollars goes up to 50 depending on what tier you want to join you get ad free episodes if you do the 20 dollar tier you can join us on uh once a month at the end of every month and talk about any topic you want to go over such we can go over theories we can talk about hogwarts legacy we can just talk about anything in the wizard world um yeah and other than that, you can join us on Discord at robotsradio.net on the Robots Radio Discord, where you can find our channel on that server, as well as my other show, Holocron Histories. We have a bunch of other ones, such as like the Two Girls, One Ship, Assassin's Creed, Dragon Age, Mass Effect, The Witcher, Elder Scrolls. There's, there's just so, so, so much to do. And if we don't have a show about something you like, I'm sure you can make your own with a robot uh, part of the Rocket Club, or someone's already looking at probably making that show. More than likely, I do know of a couple that are in the works, so we'll see. Yep, they, they see, there you go. Like we, we, mm-hmm. there's always new shows to come come across. I mean, once you get a taste of podcasting, you just want to do more, and it's fun. It's it's just <laughs> fun. Oh yeah. But is there anything else I need to add, you guys? I don't believe so. Okay. Well, on that note, I guess we'll go back into more of the lore of Dementors. Right. All right. Now that we're back, we have post-1998. So this is everything after Deathly Hollows. So this is primarily stuff coming from... Uh, Pottermore, or now WizardingWorld.com, and also Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is the uh, play that they have that takes place, what, I think 20, 19 years after the events of Deathly Hollows, because it deals with one of, uh, one of the, the two main protagonists of the Cursed Child is Albus Sirius Potter, and then Scorpius Malfoy which is obviously the sons of Harry and Draco. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot of mischief and not good things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's so bad. Uh, the play is cr- like, I know it became like the number one play on Broadway recently in the last like month or two, uh, which is really cool. I really want to see this play, but there's also supposedly reports that have just been coming out that Warner Brothers is looking to bring that play into a live action film with the original three actors. That so would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know how they're going to spin it because if I recall, Snape is in the, sh- is in the play. 
And I don't know how they're going to do that because the actor, Alan Rickman, sadly, has passed away a couple years ago. Yeah. So that's the thing. I don't know. I really don't know how they're going to do stuff going forward with with if they're going to continue in, like, Harry's timeline because two major characters, the actors, sadly, have passed. And, like, I... I literally, I th- I'm pretty sure I like literally cried when I saw that Hagrid passed away. I know that was really sad. And I was like, <laughs> that like he was like, uh, Hagrid's like the most prominent character that we get in the Harry Potter series. But like, just just seeing his love and comfort that we see in the films, and seeing that as an actor too, is just is is so so sad to see him gone. Yeah, we've lost a good one. But to get back more on the lore, let's not try to make me cry on on the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, After the uh, Second Wizarding World, the Ministry of Magic became headed uh, by former Order and Order of the Phoenix member Kingsley Shacklebolt, um, who is an awesome wizard. And I love his line that with the in Order of the Phoenix when Dumbledore escapes is a you got you got to hand it to him a minister. Dumbledore has style. <laughs> I, I love that line. It's like, Got style. he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. Um, so due to their actions during the war, allowing Death Eaters to escape back to Voldemort and joining forces with themselves, Shacklebolt disbanded the Dementors as gods of Azkaban. After the Dementors were removed from the prison, Auras were placed in the prison as guards. Which makes a lot of sense. And then during the 2010-2011 school year, a fearsome amount of Dementors attacked Hogwarts Castle. One of the first attacks was on Professor Longbottom and students that were picking herbs at the edge of the Forbidden Forest. And yes, Neville becomes a professor at Hogwarts. He's got to be a really cool professor. Yeah, so he is the herbology professor. So he takes over Professor Spout's position, and he becomes the head of Gryffindor House because McGonagall at this during this time was promoted to headmistress. So yeah, she, she should have. Exactly right. She's like yeah. she's the head, like headmaster of Hogwarts's McGonagall. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he like it's it's great to see because you know Neville. Yeah, he has like he's a he's also like a like a famous professor on top of things because he fought at the Battle of Hogwarts, survived, was friends with Harry Potter and one of his closest friends. And he cut the head off a snake. And he, yeah, and he oh, killed yeah. Nagini. Nagini, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if he, if it wasn't for, if, like, so, another side tangent, the prophecy that specifically talked about, like, Harry and Voldemort, well, the prophecy never mentioned Harry's name. It just said a child born at the end of July. Mm-hmm. It could have been either Harry or Neville to be the one to face Voldemort. Voldemort chose Harry. But in the end, it was the both of them that destroyed him. Both uh, children born at the end of July that were prophesized to end Voldemort actually ended him. Because... It's called teamwork. Right? And if Neville wasn't there to kill Nagini, 
Voldemort would have been dead. Like, because Nagini was the last Horcrux. Mm-hmm. So, uh, soon the Dementor summoned other creatures to attack Hogwarts alongside them, and the professors had to put up a huge shield around the castle, defend against them, much like during the Battle of Hogwarts. It was also uh, after the Dementors were demissed from Azkaban that one of them sided with Victor Gridley, who found it in the dark corner of London. Gridley later recruited another Dementor to help him in his criminal acts. They were locked in cages in the dungeons of his cavern, but could only be released to engage in attacks. During the same school year, the Dementors attacked students who were thrown into the dungeon by Gridley and only have mastered the Patronus charm. The students easily defended themselves from them. So, you know, on top of, you know, Dementors attacking the school, Hogwarts learned we probably should teach the Patronus charm a lot earlier than expected. Hmm, I wonder. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. So now we get to 2020. So this is the events of uh the Cursed Child because it does it's set in 2020, which is interesting because that's three years ago in our today time. In one of the alternate realities in which Scorpius Malfoy found found himself, the Dementors were near the Great Lake at Hogwarts. They soon saw these creatures on the October 22nd when he was caught by Dolores Umbridge, who was the headmistress of the school. A week later, when Scorpius, Hermione Granger, and Ron Weasley and Severus Snape returned after making a change in the past, they were found by Dementors. Since Hermione and Ron were wanted by arrest warrant, they decided to stay to give the remaining time to save themselves. Ron tried to conjure a Patronus, but Hermione stopped him to sacrifice herself to keep the creatures from uh, creatures there. The Dementors quickly found them and drained their souls. Yeah, Cursed Child gets very dark very quick. Uh, Snape left. Yeah, does. <laughs> yeah, Snape left with Scorpius and encouraged him to uh, encourage him that the boy would not give into despair and spread by these creatures. Soon they met Umbridge, who recognized that Snape was working against her and Voldemort, but was rejected by her spell. By his spell. Then the Dementors attacked the went, but Severus conjured up a Patronus and promised to keep them as long as possible to ensure that Scorpius could escape. Malfoy ran to the trail of the Silver Doe, uh, and Snape was deprived of his soul by these creatures. Patronus kept Scorpius safe long enough to reach the Great Lake to set things right. So, by talking about all that, the Cursed Child deals with time travel. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's I think interesting. I'm really going to have to look into that because time travel, I love tra- time travel messing up with all of that stuff. Yeah, so, you know, like, in, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban in the film and the books, <clears throat> you know, Hermione constantly says we cannot diverge from our original past. We can't see our past selves. We can't do any of that. Well, Scorpius and Albus are first years. They don't know any better. <laughs> so I've they mess the, the power. <laughs> they mess a lot of stuff up. Like a lot. Yeah. Eventually Harry somehow gets involved to where he goes and basically fixes everything cuz he's an or. So, yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of a lot of things happen. 
But yeah, that's why I'm like curious of how they're going to turn that into a film because Snape is like a specific like main part in the in the play. Hmm. So I don't I don't know how they're going to do that unless they're going to like maybe CGI him, which I please I kind of hope, I hope they, not. I don't they do that. I don't want them to do that mm-hmm. or get someone who's like so identical to Alan Rickman. It's like uncanny to where you think it's him, but. I don't know if anybody can like really replicate Alan Rickman. Let's let's just be honest. Yeah. He's a one of a kind. He is definitely one of a kind. So now we have the etymology. Uh, The English word Dementor was used uh, generally to refer to an evil or fearsome creature. The word ultimately derives from the Latin demens, meaning insane. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, they make you go insane. Yeah. So now we have some behind-the-scenes stuff. So, J.K. Rowling had revealed that the inspiration for Dementors came from her bout with severe p- depression before her phenom- uh, phenomenal success, success. She described the feeling as an absence of being able to envision or envision that she would ever be cheerful again the absence of hope that varied dread and feeling which would be very different from feeling sad so that's interesting yeah being depressed is not a very pleasant time no. and a lot of it's just being feeling hopeless and unmotivated and very sad and not feeling like there's any energy so essentially like you're a husk yeah. <laughs> she's pretty point on <laughs> that's true yeah. And then an attempt to sabotage Harry during the Quidditch match in 94, Draco Malfoy, Vincent Crabbe, Gregory Goyle, and Mal- Marcus Flint dressed up as Dementors tried to scare him. Malfoy was standing on Goyle's shoulders, considering how tall Dementors are. They are described in Prison of Azkaban as reaching from the floor to the ceiling on the Hogwarts Express. And later, in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, a boggit impersonated Dementor was described as being 12 feet tall. The foursome appeared to account for two Dementors. When just a few pages earlier, Harry saw these de- three Dementors, although Marcus Flint, as an older student in his seventh year, may have been tall enough to pass as Dementor without someone being on his shoulders. However, their attempt failed when Harry cast a Patronus charm at them, causing all four students to topple over and get tangled up in the costume robes. Which is still hilarious. Yes. And then an animatronic Dementors appear in Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, chasing the writer's flying bench through the Chamber of Secrets and around the skeleton of the Basilisk. The Dark Mark appears along with them, suggesting that the Death Eaters summon them to Hogwarts. So, and I have, because uh, that is the ride, wait, the Forbidden Journey. Is that the one in the castle? I can't remember if that's one in the castle. No, yes, yes, yes. That's the one in the castle. Uh, that one you do see Dementors in. No, the Ooh. one ride I haven't done is the Green Gots ride because I haven't gone. I haven't been to Universal t- since 2013. So that was before they expanded and actually added all of Diagon Alley with Green Gots and all that because there's the Dragon Ride and Green Gots. Then you have the castle ride, which are the two like ones, two rides with like animatronics, and mm-hmm. then you have like 
I think both sides have like one coaster each, I think, or something like that. That sounds like it'd be really fun. Yeah, I'm I'm planning a trip for next right. year. Good, that's, you that's should. Because nice. I I I'm so needing to go back so bad, mm. so bad. <laughs> so uh, wild dementors uh, are original creatures. J.K. Rowling specifically de- developed for the series. They are nonetheless often compared to f- the following creatures. So, first off, we have the Nazgul. Nazgul's are from the Lord of the Rings, are hooded, cloaked beings surrounded by an aura of terror, which affected all living creatures. Their aura, called the Black Breath, could be toxic to those hopeless or hapless and close enough to them, much like Dementor's presence having no effects on the living beings, rendering them unconscious or in a comatose-like state that required unique forms of healing to deal with, with the effects. And if you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, go watch Lord of the Rings. It's a good series. Go- Go watch it. I watch the entire series right. and The Hobbit once a year. It is a, a tradition. And if you really want to put down time into the series, watch the extended editions. There's they have no all... other way to watch those movies. You have to watch the extended edition. There you go. Then we have Spectres. Uh, Spectres from His Dark Materials are wraith-like, misty, vaguely, vaguely humanoid entities that feed upon the dust that makes up a person's soul, rendering said person in a vegetated state in the presence, similar to Dementors, that could subject their victims to the same fate through the Dementors' kiss. Which I don't know... I don't know his his dark material. I don't know that series. It was was based off of a book, um, The Golden Compass, and they turned it into a series. It's actually really, really good. I know The Golden Compass. Yes, if you like the books or you're interested in it, I definitely recommend watching that series. And then we have uh, Razak. Razaks of the Inheritance Cycle, which are the Aragon books. I do know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. In that foul breath of the Razaks enders terror and lethal in humans. Though the Razaks cannot be repelled by a simple charm, they are not immortal spirits that cannot be truly destroyed. However, Razaks are described as being the natural predators of the human race and fed upon their flesh. Much like how Dementors naturally rely on humans as a food source, the Dementors feed upon the souls and emotions of humans rather than their anatomy. Yeah, just just like thinking of like Dementors being able to eat flesh is... (laughs) This is enough to like, is there creepy enough as there is? Yeah. And then we have the Slaw. The Slaw are creatures from the Irish folklore, said to be spirits of people so evil that hell rejected them. The Slaw came from the West like a flock of birds and tried to find a house where a person is dying. They would try to snatch the soul of the dying person. The Irish often kept their windows shut and ward off the Slaw. Like the Slaw, the Dementors are ghostly, shadowy, evil creatures that tried to steal the souls of their victims. Leave it and, to the Irish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with love. I'm part Irish. So I am too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm also part Irish. It is possible that chocolate uh, is used to warn off the effects of following uh, meeting a Dementor as it has the chemicals inside that stimulate the release of uh, endorphins, which are the chemical to produce the body to combat stress and pain, often leading to the feeling of increased happiness. Which makes a lot of sense. Why Yulupin always says, chocolate, it helps, eat it now. Even um, Madame Pomfrey, like when Harry in the book, 
the prisoner of Azkaban goes into hospital wing after the mentor uh, attacks him during the Quidditch match, she specifically eat the chocolate. Like, it helps. Showcasing that Lupin is also right. Yeah, it helps her punish her energy. Even on more of a spiritual note, too, that you use chocolate afterwards to kind of boost mm-hmm. you back up. It's quite amazing. Right. And mm-hmm. then according to Wombat... Uh, Dementors may be unknown in tropical regions, which I need to find. Wombat is a wizard in ordinary magic of basic aptitude tests. So, like before the newts and the owls. So the uh, the test scores from the wombats, like the owls and newts, were accepted a valid form of credentials for witches and wizards want to apply for a job. Mm. Oh, interesting. Uh, they were specifically, exclusively, only on paper for wombats. Oh. Like, so you didn't take oh. practical exams for those, like how newts and owls are. Right. And then in Lego Harry Potter, years one through four, a large Dementor serves as the final boss in year three. I mean, because Lego games, they can only render so much. They're still kind of fun, though, even if they're super glitchy. Oh, yeah. They're they're still so much fun. I still play Lego games. Mm -hmm. I'm almost 30. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, These are doubts whether Dementors are born or made. In Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, a phrase appear that could explain it. If they can, they feed on someone so much that they reduce it to something like themselves, soulless and evil. Uh, which could mean that the Mentors were humans transformed by other Dementors. In respect to that, J.K. Rowling has said that Dementors don't breed but grow like fungi where there is decay and are functionally mortal in terms of age. However, in Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Cornelius Fudge tells the Prime Minister that the breeding of Dementors in the series has been causing a mist. I so. think they breed like jellyfish. So it's probably like, it's a mix of both. Yes, they quote unquote breed, Mm -hmm. but their breeding isn't by, you know, like how any other mammal or creature breeds. It's more in the case of like fungi where fungi breeds, but it's more, more of the fact that it basically multiplies rather than like actual birth. Kind so of like thing. cell division yeah something like that or i mean it could be like just like how i just said um uh, was they were once human then became soulless evil creatures mm-hmm. i mean in the film and even the books we get detailed of they have skeletal like hands their faces are are humanoid so would ima- i would imagine they were eventually once human at some point I would think so. And then uh, the Dementor's appearance, tall, corpse-like beings wearing tattered black clothes, is very similar to the popular descriptions of the Grim Reaper. Because of this, some readers uh, readers assumed Dementors were incarnations of death rather than depression, the concept that was very notable using the Harry Potter and the methods of rationality. Which... I think it was just a secondary it was just a it was a book based on like theories and stuff like that with like real-time logic and stuff like that mm. uh. and then in harry potter and the deathly hollows part two abathworth repels attacking the mentors in the battle of hogwarts with a wave like patronus similar to the one that cast 
by Harry in the film version of Prisoner of Azkaban. There's a lot of behind the scenes with Dementors. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's a lot about them. In Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Dementor that was pinning Harry against a wall by the neck while feeding on, on his emotions and soul was briefly repelled by Harry jabbed the Dementor in the eye socket with his wand, causing red sparks to fly out at the end and making the Dementor release him, similar to the revulsions jinx, implying that the spell could work on Dementors. Which I'd imagine most spells would work on a Dementor and it just wouldn't repel them. I don't know. Getting stabbed in the eye socket would repel just about anything. I don't care what you are. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> and Dementors and the Dementors kits, Kiss exhibit uh, interesting parallels to Lord Voldemort and the spell that created a Horcrux. The Dementors Kiss suck out a victim's soul while the Horcrux spell allows part of the caster's souls to be broken off. Total soul removal results in something similar to a president's vegetative state and, and that and is irreversible, while creating a horcrux reduces the humanity of the caster, both in terms of morality, behavior, and appearance, uh, evidenced by the once handsome Tom Morolo Riddle becoming a monstrous and snake-like appearance over time, the damage of creating a horcrux may have undone uh, through remorse by the process is so painful to be fatal." And the, dementor, uh, the victim of a Dementor's kiss cannot become a ghost since the soul has been lost. Presumably, the victims also cannot enter the afterlife or probably uh, probably even limbo. Similarly, the maker of the Horcrux cannot die while the Horcrux is or intact. And if the unresident Horcrux maker is killed, he or she is trapped in limbo and cannot enter the afterlife. So, if you want to know where Voldemort goes after he, quote-unquote, is killed, he's in limbo. He's stuck in between, uh, um, he's basically in purgatory. He's stuck in between Mm -hmm. the living and dead and cannot escape. Sorry. Right? (laughs) Entire time of torment, as he Mm -hmm. should. As he should. And then in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Lupin states that only people who know what's under the Dementor's hood are in no state to tell us, being soulless. But in the fifth movie and onward, they are shown without any hood at all. This is likely due to change of directors. Which is true. We do get a change. We get a change of directors, I think. I think it's only twice. We only have two directors. We have David Yates, who has directed, I think... um, he directed three to seven part two, and then we have um, it's one of the Christopher directors, not Nolan, but one of the Christophers uh, directed one. Christopher and two. Columbus. Yes, Christopher Columbus. Thank you, yeah. God. I can never remember his last name. It's one of the Christophers. There's too many Christophers in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, he directed one and two. What David Yates directed three through uh, seven part two. In uh, a species of wasp, Ampulex Dementor is named after the Dementors. The name was chosen to reflect the fact that the wasp uses toxin to neutralize the neural behavior of cockroaches to make them docile as their souls have been sucked out. It's like the two worst creatures just attacking each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's weird. 
the OBS is being weird. Um, for the films, they initially created puppets for the Dementors, which were operated underwater uh, to give them their floating-on-air effect. Ultimately, these did not appear in the final edit, and CGI Dementors were used instead. And interestingly, dis uh, despite being considered a national ally to Dark Wizards, the Dementors did not side with the Death Eaters in the First Wizarding World uh, War. Bleh. First Wizarding War, nor did Voldemort appear to try to recruit them. Probably he thought they were probably too dangerous to be, you know, to do anything with at the time. Mm. And some weeks before the release of the first film, Adaptation of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Pottermore featured Beast of the Week. The Dementor was the Beast of the Week on the 21st of uh, September 2016. The Dementors are non-human spiritus apparitions. Later, a trailer analysis of the launch trailer of Hogwarts Legacy incorrectly referred them as beans. Interesting. Oh. And then, last but not least, we had the portrayal in the film series, and then we can be done with this episode. <laughs> this is a long episode. Um, in the film series, Dementors are portrayed differently compared to those how described in the books. In the books, they are described as tall, hooded, humanoid figures, whereas in the films, they appear to be skeletal creatures wearing black robes. Another notable difference is that the Dementors in the films can fly freely. This aspect was completely absent from the books, where they were merely gliding over the ground. This is the most noticeable when the Dementors were intruding the first Quidditch match in Prison of Azkaban. In the, in the book, the Dementors were described as standing in the stadium, while in the film, they were purposely pursuing a broomstick riding Harry Potter. Because of this, the corporeal paternal charm in Harry Potter and the Prison of Azkaban seems to work differently by sending a pulse to the Dementors flying in the air rather than charging at them on the ground. Which, if you play the old Harry Potter and the Prison of Azkaban game, uh, if you get to the final part where you're at the lake using the Patronus, uh, you actually control Harry's stag Patronus to literally, like, run into Dementors to repel them. No, that's fine. Yeah. It's also very hard. I tried... It's a, it was a very hard mission. Yeah. <laughs> And there was no difficulty settings back then, so it was like, whatever you had is what you got. That's fair. Furthermore, the Dementors from the films appear to have much more drastic effect on the environment compared to those in the book counterparts. In the films, the nearby surroundings of Dementors are immediately covered by a large layer of ice, and the plants in the vicinity almost instantly wither away. The only... Uh, exploit effect in the books described Dementors having in the environment is that they accomplished by a cold mist. Accompanied by a cold mist. The first Dementor Harry encountered in the third film was able to open the Hogwarts Express without touching it, causing it to slide open and wave with its hand, with some wizards and witches in the films being able to, to perform similar feats. Also, the first Dementor seen in the fifth film was able to ex effortlessly lift Harry off the ground by the neck and pin him against the wall showing great strength. Yes. So we get some a little more detail in the books where we get a little bit more details in the films than we do in the books but they also are different because you know the films are an adaptation of said books. Right. It's more of what is more entertaining 
Yeah, how are you going to make this really fun for the how, viewers to watch? That and, like, how do we make these creatures more terrifying than they are from the books? Apparently, just get rid of their hood and look at their silly heads. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. That's true. But that is all we have on Dementors. I know this was a long episode, so thank you for listening. As Hopefully, you listen to this as long as this is. Um... I don't know what we're going to go with next week. I have to write show notes, so we'll see. Who knows? Oh, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> it will be a surprise. I've been busy with a lot of job stuff, so uh, I will be making show notes hopefully here on the next couple of days. So we shall see. Okay. But uh, you guys have anything else to add on Dementors? No, other than they're creepy, but I guess we get the job done of... Watching prisoners, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, watch yeah. Prisoner Mask Band. You understand why they're they're just, they're just creepy. Especially the yeah. first scene that we get is like just seeing that hand. I was like, oh, no, thank Ooh. you, no, 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 <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> but all right, well, if that's all we got, thank you for listening to the Wizarding World lore cast. And remember, the wand chooses the witch or wizard. Thank you for listening to Wizarding World Lorecast. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can follow us on Twitter at www.lorecast. And you can email us at wizardingworldlorecast at gmail.com.